No, seriously, Tom, it drives me crazy. What drives you? Yeah. You know what I mean? The teenage brain, you know, kid brain. It's weird looking, looking at the new version of it and trying to remember how you were yourself. That's one. It's an interesting thing about having kids, you know, as you see like miniature, updated yet miniature versions of yourself mixed with someone else. Right. Right. You just see him kind of do dumbass stuff and you're like, what? Mm-hmm. And then you get to the bottom. Like, what were you thinking when you did that? Like, I don't know. I didn't do a thing. You're like, fuck, that was me. I was exactly like that. You really didn't know what you were thinking, though, at that age. I mean, you just have zero concept of permanence, you know, consequence, oh, yeah. you know, cause and effect, really. Yeah. Right and wrong. Just fucking. I, I, you know, I guess, you know, is that bravery, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, it is a little bit of bravery. Like, like that's why you send teenagers off to war, right? Because they can kind of, they can switch their brains into gung-ho mode and not worry about consequences, you know? You know, God bless them. <clears throat> How do you convince teenagers to go to war and do what you ask them? Well, I can't get a motherfucker to take the trash out. How are you going to get someone to But kill? I also think, like, like our business, like, being a young mm-hmm. comic, it's really great. It's really great if you can be a young comic when you're still a teenager because right. everything's kind of shitty anyway, you know, and you may as well knock out those young comic years when you're already Tommy, awkward, you know. Tommy, god damn it. God damn it, Tommy. Look at you. Talk about you're trying to bait me into talking about the craft <laughs> of being a young fucking comic again. <laughs> Enough already. Enough. Okay, I apologize. What do you want to talk about, John? We can do this the right way. Welcome to the After Later podcast. I'm uh, John Wesley. He's Tommy Drake, the manipulative bastard that he is. Like, seriously, are you, are you in my head? Are you in AI? Are you trying to get to the bottom of why I keep pursuing stand-up comedy? Because you keep going back to it. Seriously, Tom. Are we working through something here? <clears throat> it's, a, it's a fun game. Try to convince somebody. Like maybe one of your kids, try to convince one of your kids that somebody who they think is a real person is actually AI, is actually just something that was created by the internet. Oh, that sounds fun. It's, it's really believable, but it's, I think... it's really hard for an adult to convince a child. It's much easier for a child to convince like their grandmother. Really oh, well, hard. yeah, of course. It's hard course. the other way around. Wait, so I think there's a term for that, uh, Tom. It's called gaslighting. Oh, yes, that's that or is. just lying to your children. Just lying to your children. Yeah, <laughs> that's a fun way to look at it. Hey, man, have you done this thing? Everyone's it's a new, it's trending. It's like a new thing on TikTok. It's called lying to your children. <laughs> like hell yeah, we have been. Oh my goodness. Well, uh, yeah, well, this is a uh, a busy school night evening here at the Wesling household we get it in where we fit it in with our podcast tom uh i'm glad that we got a chance to, to record another one where we're both on dry land you are on dry land right yeah for the moment yeah see tom has to be on dry land i can record from certain boats sounds like you're working nicer boats is what it's well like. <laughs> you know i wouldn't say that exactly but in the uh in the wi-fi department 
I think they got a little hookup with uh, Starlink, you know what I'm saying, the little Tesla you, company. You generally have better internet than I do. Right, right. And that's, uh, 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 hey, trust me, there's other reasons, there's other things I would trade it for. Uh, uh, but hey, we're both on dry land, yeah. so we can record. Yeah. And the people have been clamoring, Tom. I mean, seriously, normally I say that and there's a smart ass joke behind it of how no one's really listening and there's really not a point for us to do this, but we're doing it anyway. Right. But actual clamor. Yeah. actual fucking clamor tom it popped up i'm gonna pull it up on my phone while i'm sitting here talking to you i get an email yesterday in fact from uh spotify for podcasters that's what anchor is called now because it got absorbed by the by the the, the mega organism spotify sure and I, I get them every now and then and it's usually it's, it's a little passive aggressive okay they'll send me an email and it's like hey would you like a free invite to a group chat about how to get some fucking listeners to your podcast because it seems like right. nobody really you know, you're underneath a lot of thresholds here right podcasting is it for you how can i quit it's a q a you're welcome to join i know. in a related story i got a lot of emails about how to enlarge my penis so really yeah all right well. <laughs> <laughs> the rich get richer as they yeah. say <laughs> <laughs> I get a so, whole foot so from a foothole. Do you feel like they're tar- they're targeting you because we don't have a lot of listeners, or do you I think like they're targeting us because yeah, they have unrestricted access to the entire data set of precisely who and when and how and where our podcast is being listened to. So anyway, so I, normally those there, I mean, it's almost spam folder at this point where I'm like, okay, I get it, all right, yeah. But this one popped up in my regular folder. Right, the main popped up on the main timeline, right? And it says one fans <laughs> have responded to your Q and A. Oh, okay. So, like the actual uh, the anchor FM or now Spotify for podcasters, a home base of the of the podcast. Like, if you listen from there, which most people don't, but right. if you listen from there, there's like a little Q and A spot where you can like a comment section right there yeah. where you can send us a a thing directly so i get all excited because it says you got one you got one new response I'm like hell yeah let me go view this is there's a button right here it says view your responses i'm gonna click it right now and see if it uh what the what it, uh, it's asking me to log in again i'm like i can't I, i'm already logged in i can't i can't log in any more than i'm logged in <laughs> okay i don't know all right well let me go to the app hold on time out i'm gonna keep going keep going here don't uh don't stop recording Tom, just keep I'm, it I'm just keep it rolling. Okay, so now I'm at the front page of After Later with John Wessing and Tommy Drake. Okay. Right. I'm on the Anchor app now, Spotify for podcasters. Uh and okay, there's a little thing here that says only show episodes with new QA replies. Well, that should I just got an email notifying me okay. that I got a new QA reply. So I'm gonna hit uh that button and uh it's loading. Right. And it says no episodes meet this criteria. Well, maybe there was a Q&A reply that got deleted or something. Like they asked us something racist? Oh, maybe. Maybe. You know, I like that the very first place you go is it's probably something racist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the internet, dude. <laughs> what else would it be? Hey, hey babe, you're right there. Uh, if something horrible is on the internet, most likely racist or what else? Something horrible? is. Yeah, like, oh, my God, there's something horrible. Oh. Oh, like picture of oh, like like snuff film shit. Yeah, exactly. Maybe it was a picture of a dead body. Maybe so. It's either racism or a dead body. 
exploitation. That's like a whole. That's a good John. Can can there be racism? People love exploitation on the internet. It's the whole thing. Wait, what kind were you talking about? I thought you meant like (laughs) taking advantage of people's artistic creation. Oh, you mean the other thing? Yeah, no, that's bad. That's bad. I'm with you. Yes, sexual exploitation. Yeah, yeah, gross, 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 but. I also recommend shakethatbear.com. <laughs> Shake that <bear>. <laughs> <laughs> I got in trouble at a radio station. <laughs> and they, I, mean, I had an appearance and uh, they're like, what's your website? And my johnwessing.com wasn't up and running. So I said, I don't know, shakethatbear.com. <laughs> and <laughs> it's not, not what you want to see. <laughs> they shake that bear. <laughs> <laughs> they really do. <laughs> it, this, I'll tell you during the break what it is, Tom. <laughs> okay, but know. if you don't want to wait, you can just go to shakethatbear.com. <laughs> Good, time. Good time. I don't even know if it's still there anymore. You might have to Google search whatever happened to shakethatbear.com. You know what? Okay, here's another place where I'm an asshole, Tom, in life. Okay. And I'm happy to admit it. I'm happy to admit it. I'm fine with it. You know, I think I just turned 48 and I think a big part of getting older is uh, admitting and embracing when you are an asshole. And whether uh, you are to be. Realistic sense of self is probably the most important quality. Mm, that's a good way to put it. A realistic sense of self. God damn, that's fucking. Thank you, Tommy. You just saved me like six months of Google searching free uh, therapy websites. Realistic sense of self. God damn, that's too good. That's too good. But one of the places where uh, I'm an asshole. And what was it I was about to say? God damn it! Your 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 line was so good, I forgot where I, I was apologize. going. Apologize. I think you were talking about why you hate people. Oh, well, <laughs> or something along those lines. Something along those lines. Yeah. No. It's a. It's. It was about me being unrationally uh, judgmental about things. Right. As usual, I'm gonna let it go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna choose. At, the, at I'm gonna your, choose the high road. At your age, are you choosing the high road more now? So. Yeah. Well, I'm comfortable. Like, okay. Like. Uh, uh, here's an example. What what I was gonna say, but it is an example. Um, I think when you are in your 20s and 30s, even, especially if you're someone who skews to the younger side of self sense, uh, you you get like a weird nervousness around teenagers because you the more teenagers are around, you start thinking like yourself as a teenager. Right. So whatever your teenager mode was, you revert to it. Oh wow! Yeah. Right, there's a thing about uh, groups of teenagers making adults nervous because they just they 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 get into teenager mode themselves. When I think once you have kids and God forbid teenagers are your own, there's you instantly are immune to it. Like like I have it happen on ships all the time where I I get on the elevator to go get a coffee or whatnot, and a whole group of teenagers gets in, all dumbassy and cracking jokes and whatnot, and I just don't get a flying fuck yeah. you know what i mean like i i could not care less what an unrelated teenager thinks of me you know what i'm saying right. i am happy to be judged to be a dad I, I i i don't bristle when when a teenager calls me sir right you know matter of fact we went to i uh, picked up kenny from school yesterday and we went to this uh a place close to campus like a little greek restaurant and uh, uh teenager and then like a young 20s manager there at the counter. And neither one of them really knew what they were doing. They were over eager and they kept calling me boss. Right. What else can we get for you, boss? Right. Sure. And I was like, ah, eh, 
I don't like it. I didn't like it. I told Kenny, I don't like it because it seems assholey. Right. Sure. Right. It's. Uh, Is there a name that you, a nickname that you would have preferred out of their mouths? I like mean, what, what if they called you Coach? Uh, don't get me. Don't get. I told Kenny that story about it afterwards because yeah. to, to me, when they kept saying boss like that, it's like uh, I feel like they're coaching me. I feel like they're saying boss instead of fuckhead. Right. You know what I mean? It's code. It's code for fuckface. Just like right. that's, that's what coach means. Right. So I was like, at this point, and this is what my kind of my point was, is, you know, sir would have been appropriate. I am right. an adult male, obvious parent here with a, you know, all things right and holy. This is a sir moment. If you don't know my name. Sure. Yeah. You know, just would work. I wouldn't have been like, whoa, sir. What is my dad saying behind me? Jesus. No, just call me John. I, I would I would call you sir out in the wild, I think. Right, I mean, it just it seems appropriate, right? I'm not trying to be like, oh, I'm a sir. Look at me, me, Mister Big Man over here, adult person. Right. I'm not trying to pull that, right. but, well, I don't know. I, I, I got I thrown off my yeah. my original track there, but that's kind of, I, yeah. I think it's like you said, it's that that realistic sense of self. I was like, uh, like you see, well, I think you see a lot in entertainers, people really overdoing it, trying to skew younger. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No. You know, like that silly meme where Steve Buscemi, yeah, on a high school campus with a skateboard. Hello, fellow teenagers. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> I'm clearly not an undercover cop, right? Yeah. So I, I think it's like it's real creepy when you see someone who's not acting. I, I guess that's bad. I guess it's bad. This is where I'm admitting my shortcomings in the modern world. That I think you 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 should act your age. Yeah, well, I think over the I, time, I, I, you know, I think eventually you get to a point where you, you, you accept your age. You know, I mean, it's hard. It's the hard. Some of the hardest parts of life are are the backside of a peak, right? And you have this with, with your age and your body. You have this physical peak, and everybody gets to like. There's a little bit of uh, of ups and downs as you get older. You know, you have some years are better than others, but you're never going to get back to to where you were, you know, and it's like and it happens uh, professionally sometimes like in entertainment, you have these peaks in your careers and then you have a couple years where, you're, you know, they're not as good. You're not as big a deal or whatever. Or you're regrouping. Right. Or you're, you're changing or whatever. But I think that everybody goes through that that sort of downside uh, in a physical aspect you know everybody mo or most humans reach an age where they start getting old right and there's a hey, it's to be expected and it's it's normal it's uh what the french call de rigueur right it's right. uh yeah, this is what happens this is you know uh i but think some stuff gets better you know, like mentally, we continue to function better and better as we get old. Right. You benefit from your experiences. Yes. And, as and our from your perspectives. Apart, we still, you know, you still benefit emotionally from all these interactions that you have in your lifetime and all your memories and all that stuff. So but, getting old is still an interesting, powerful thing to do. It's just your body starts to fall apart. Yeah. And, and you know what? That's the price of poker. Right. Right. That's no one gets out of this alive. Everyone feels like shit, you know, and, and if you go too far in the other direction, and which I think we see a lot in the podcast world, talking about jacking yourself full of testosterone, 
go work out, eat nothing but liver. I mean, fucking ice bath. I mean, just fucking, you know, <laughs> unlock the animal within your alpha. You know, that that's ridiculous too. That's like that's that's chasing something that ain't there, that wasn't there. And it, it's kind of you're cheating yourself a little. You're betraying the time that you're actually experiencing. And and by that I mean like like I knew people before who who really thought like 30 was the like some sort of cliff. I mean, oh my god, I'm 30 now. Like that was a big oh, yeah. deal. And then we're we're chasing that dragon their entire 30s of trying to not be in their 30s. Like, no, I'm clearly clearly I'm in my 20s. So they tried to stretch out their 20s experience for an extra decade. And A, it wasn't an authentic. It's not like you know, they actually were legit in their 20s for an extra 10 years. And then when they look back and try to like, what were your 30s like? Well, I don't know. I was wearing a lot of affliction shirts and I got frosted tips and I fucking, you know what I mean? Like, so what you, you ruin your own progression. You should take, take every day, take every number, embrace it, hug that bitch, take it for what it is. Yeah, no, no, exactly. You know, and it's interesting with us because we're in this, we're these sort of autobiographical artists, right? So we have to sort of live off of our body of work but as we get older, some of our earlier stuff doesn't apply to us anymore. You know, I think of that a lot. With there's material, there's like material Kim I Dick have. Jagger still sings "Start Me Up" convincingly, you know, <laughs> at his age. Well, to those who are you know bought into the grand illusion, but I think there's casual observers who think it looks ridiculous right. without context, right? You're not a lifelong Rolling Stones aficionado, and then you go to one of their concerts, even with great seats, you're going to be like, what the fuck are these old dudes running around singing this crazy <laughs> shit for? Relax, you know? God damn. But if no, but if you're with them all along, you you see, the, you know, you, you buy into the veil. Hell, you, you, you bought it on the gift stand on the way in to help right. you see it that way. Right? right. I don't know. I'm talking out of my ass. Well, then are you, are you better off as the artist? It's trying to predict your own future and create from there. Like, are you better off? Well, you know that that's as, that's funny you say that. The old man. So many you see that a lot with the progression of 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 especially musical artists. I think it's easiest to relate to, right? Right. Where someone has their body of work starting from you know twenties all the way through 50s, 60s and beyond, right? And if you okay. don't change, that's weird. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like. Okay. Like if the the band members of ABBA got together today, right. if they made the same exact sound and shit, that would be weirder than whatever sweeto fucking pop that would they pop did out get now. To get together. They released an album like during the pandemic that was actually really? a chart topper. Yeah, and well, it was nothing like their old stuff, but exactly. See, I, I, I pulled that out of my ass, and it turned out it that was it more musically happened. developed. But that actually happened. Yeah, what if they had to put out something that just would have sounded like fucking Mamma Mia 3, right? Yeah, that would have been a little disappointing. You're like, oh, oh, we were hoping you yeah, did change, you know, actually. That's, that's, yeah, no, that's that's weird. You're right. Like, artists artists need to continue. But there's a time. Like, look, when, when you're a young 20s, when you're Matt Reif in comedy, right? when you got abs, you fucking pull that shirt up and you show that shit. Right. Right? When you're in your 20s, be in your fucking 20s. Yeah, take but, advantage of where you are. You know? Right, you you got to do it. You got to do it. Don't in that sense and acting like a don't go the other people. I think there's some people that will go the other direction. They try to be over mature, and and that does doesn't that come off weird? 
That's like a little that, bit of that. I think I was kind of in that category, though. Dude, do you remember uh, the uh, one of the first swinger craze? Not the current swinger craze with the upside down pop, pineapple, but the <laughs> the, the, the fucking one. squirrel nut zippers, the uh, sure. the fucking Brian Setzer. Everyone's rockabilly. Oh, yeah. Everyone wants to do that shit. Oh, that yeah. looked ridiculous because here you got a bunch of twenty one year olds uh, 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 dressing like dudes who just got home from World War Two. Right. You know, it was like okay, now you're this is a little corny. Now you're, what are you, all fucking 40-year-old dudes who roll your own cigarettes all of a sudden? Right. Really? Really? You're going to have a sarsaparilla, are you, Trevor, from the fucking mall? But, now man, you... what are you, you, you going to do? You get, a, you get a job, you work with people, you meet people, and they act in a way that's cool, and you're like, that that's cool i want to roll a cigarette too like where do you where do you learn how oh, to act day to day i i clearly after i said the words <laughs> i realized i left myself open for a cranky old man i get that new trends happen and that's not what i mean that's not what i'm trying to, uh, to point we, at we are travelers i wanted to okay let's let's uh segue from here because i think this is it's important to talk about this right we're travelers so a lot of our learned behavior is in the communal areas when you're traveling, right? If you mm -hmm. if you get to the airport and say you're flying to Japan, you get to the airport and at a certain point, the color on the carpet changes and everybody's taking their shoes off and carrying their shoes. When you got to that point in the carpet, you would take your shoes off and carry your shoes and be like, this is what happens when I'm here. Nobody told you that. But if you see everybody else at the airport doing it, right, you're going to do it. So in public, in these group areas is where we learn a lot of our how to act in public behavior. And I was thinking about this when I was watching the movie Limited Choices on the airplane. The new Guardians of the Galaxy movie was one of them available. I, I still haven't seen it yet. Uh, but I'm like, this is something that I would like to watch. Probably has a great soundtrack. And because it's on a flight and it's available, I'm going to watch it now and check it off the list, right? Well, it's a sci-fi thing. And they have these moments where people are living communally, but they're different species that are like living together. And I'm thinking, oh, that's so sci-fi. That's so interesting. But I'm at, I'm on an airplane sitting next to a person that has a dog in their lap. <laughs> and the dog is very much a part of air travel now. It's rare that I'm at an airport where I'm not around a dog now. And it's rare that I'm on a flight that doesn't have at least one dog. And I was thinking, this is very sci-fi to me. That, it, But I don't, I don't look at it that way. But like how many different species are experiencing the air travel? And I'm like, the next step is the dog traveling by itself on the plane. <laughs> right? And it's funny. We're laughing at it now. But there have been a couple cases... Uh, with public buses where they've given dogs these bus passes that they wear on their collars because the dog knew when and where to get on and off the bus. Right. And there are dogs that are traveling by themselves by bus. There could be dogs traveling by themselves by plane at some point, right? That makes sense. And then we're really in this like futuristic... We're in this Guardians of the Galaxy world at that point where we have the different species kind of all traveling. Right, like a dog has an ID. Exactly. That's what. That's exactly what Like, oh, this is Vito Jones. Yeah, this dog is an official person. Right? Yeah. What about like interstellar or interplanetary travel in a sci-fi world 
where like let's say there's multiple multiple worlds and species of life and stuff like you'd have to classify sentient like okay this is an animal from that plant is that are they allowed to travel unaccompanied is there a species from their animal that it handles them right right different animals would not be able to travel alone right you couldn't just fucking hop a rancor well just like on a fucking commercial flight you know just like i think there's an age cutoff for humans right like you Mm -hmm. can't send a baby by itself but you could send like a seven-year-old in the in the company uh, in the care of the airline right right you know i watched um i watched the latest episode of ahsoka today you watching in the ahsoka i don't know i can't remember if you're a star wars guy i am a so star much. wars guy but i am not watching ahsoka How you gotta it? get you gotta get on it it's okay. it, it's, it's moving good, the right? ball it's moving the ball story-wise right like it's the big story the star wars stuff it's not a side quest. It's not an interesting take looking at it from a different angle. No, it's fucking, it's the it's main real. story. Okay. Good. Right. Um, so there's a lot, there's a lot of that. Like I loved Andor. Andor was badass. Did you ever get on Andor? Uh, not yet. No. I'll, I'll God damn it, Tommy. It's like, don't to do it. any of the fucking homework for the fucking podcast. The fucking Andor is fantastic. Okay. Sitting here just swallowing spoilers like like depth charges in my soul i can't fucking even communicate you can give me the spoilers i'll still enjoy it can't it's too too complicated it's too intricate woven it's it's a mature look at the star wars universe it's not magical jedi shit it's not crazy creatures there's no fucking tatooine it's it's like a real adult crime story right you know what's cool it's gritty you know what's very cool about what just happened is what? we use the term spoilers to talk about the Star Wars world. And I believe it was the Star Wars world that brought about the term spoiler. Really? Because we all know the Empire Strikes Back had a interesting plot twist. Yeah, it absolutely did. An amazing final interesting uh, plot twist in the empire strikes back well the you really strikes have to back, hand it to him hey the empire strikes back was also one of the first movies that instead of having a friday release had a wednesday release because it was going to be so popular that they wanted it to be the only new movie released that day so on a wednesday release a lot of people that have regular jobs and didn't care that much about it weren't going to see the movie till the weekend so mm-hmm. they were like, please, please, viewers, don't spoil this movie for everybody else. Right. You get to oh. see it on Wednesday. There were news reporters that were told to read this. Like, if you're one of the lucky ones that gets to see it on Wednesday or Thursday, please don't spoil it at the water cooler. So, and that created the term spoiler. spoilers. And now we I'll be damned. Because I'm lucky there. Where you would spoil it is casual chit chat on the bus or mm-hmm. in the break room at work. That's where you would spoil it. Yeah. And the only thing that could be spoiled were movies because TV shows happened all at the same time. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You yeah. saw it or you didn't. Thursday at eight o'clock is when that episode ran. That's when everybody saw it. They saw it or they didn't. No spoiler there. Yep. Nobody saw it first. But movies were different. The movie would be in the theater for two months and you'd plan on getting around to seeing it well this is going to sound stupid i know it's going to sound stupid but that's never stopped me before so i ask you tom if i'm alone and i ask uh, the listeners we call this an informal poll of 47 people sure 
like when I see you see it in Star Trek, you see it in um, uh, Star Wars, where you like you said different creatures from different planets, different species, different right, whatever, all right. living together, all like hanging out. I know it sounds stupid. I know it sounds stupid, but what's distracting to me is thinking about like how they all poop and pee and eat. Oh yeah, right. It's all right. All, like you all got a city extra functional stuff. Well, but yeah, like okay, this, the, we don't even know. Like you'd have to have so many different bathroom options, right? For which what like, there's fucking a dozen different species that come to this bar. Some shit out of their ear. Hey. Some never pee. Some can't stop peeing. Some have drop square pellets when hey. uh, when they're done. Hey, John. you know how do you handle that? You're a barback and fucking Tatooine. This problem exists on Earth right now. Becky just went to Korea and Vietnam. She walked into a bathroom that looks nothing like a bathroom to her. <laughs> and she had to just figure out how to do what she does in their bathroom. Right. Like yeah, like it doesn't even make sense. Like it's like a uh, demolition man where the three, three shells on the back of the toilet instead of toilet paper. Like what am I supposed to do with the, the way she shells? And why is there three is, of them? Is none of the same stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she dropped her phone into a bucket. <laughs> oh no! Into a bucket? <laughs> and she didn't know the purpose of the bucket. Yeah, is that a hand washing? You hope it's uh, tell her it's a hand washing bucket. She said none of the same stuff, so she didn't know what was for clean, what was for dirty, what was for which, and what and how. Yeah. So she just, you know, tried to, she just tried. To That's yeah. You get, just yeah. You do your best. Get everything in the hole. Yeah, you do your the best. Floor, and then there was a place for your feet. <laughs> So it's like you put feet here, squat over hole. Exactly. Basically, they cut out the middle band of the toilet and they just right. shit directly down the hole in the floor. But you okay. figure, like, what are the changes? Like, okay, like say the dog is traveling by itself. Then uh-huh. maybe there's a, there's a half-sized restroom that's got a dog pad in it, right? Right, right. So that's the change for that species, right? I'm just making the changes for the species on Earth, right? Say if we had the... You know, if we had the horses or whatever traveling with us, right? We need more. Space. Okay, well, go go mythical. Let's say let's say you had a a, a, a bar in the Shire. Sure. So That's you got right. fucking orcs. Right. You got centaurs. You got fucking minotaurs. Well, you'd need like a handicap stall. You'd need like a really big bathroom, of course. Right. But then, and then it's like a problem. Like, oh fuck, we don't have a, we don't have a bathroom for your kind. And they're like, motherfucker. Right, but then you'd have to, I mean, you do, what do you do when there's not, you know, if you're civilized, you would know, oh, when you go to that part of the world, they don't really have bathrooms for your kind, so bring the sack or whatever. It's like, what, yeah, hold it? Yeah. You know, Shit in the street? Or plan on doing this, or they have a place out back, you know? Yeah. But I kind of think that, weirdly, like, we kind of deal with that, like, you and I are in the environment on cruise ships, or often they're numerous nations from the world represented on the same crew right so you could go into the mess hall and there's people from different backgrounds all over the world all dining together and some of them don't use silverware oh yeah there's a cornucopia of silverware of uh, utensils right you know and some of them use chopsticks and some of them you know so i mean there's different 
you know, we're making concessions. So I think that the whole, like, I think capitalism thrives. I think you would figure out how to, oh, but it seems on, like an extra, it kicks we, up a notch when it's multi-species alien. It does, but they're like, oh, you know, if we put a pit out back for the orcs to pee, then we can get some orc business. Right. You know, I think it's get just some orc. Like, yeah, orcs. You just decide who you want there. And then if yeah, we don't want orcs here, well, then don't build a giant bathroom and they probably won't come. You know, I think it works both ways. Right? So you like said it's like free enterprise then. Like, let's say you're a, a bar owner in the uh, shipyards of Tatooine. You're like, hey, man, they just deployed 10,000 fucking stormtroopers. I heard the new ones shit out of their ear. So we got to get, you got to get in those little, little, those leaning toilets so they can shake the shit out of their ear if the clones are made or whatever. Well, I, yes, I'm saying that, you know, if aliens love baseball and they want to come watch humans play baseball, some company is going to be like, hey, we got a special at our hotel. We've set up these rooms just for aliens that are coming to watch baseball. <laughs> Right. You know, and then there's other companies yeah. like, well, we've set up car transportation that's comfortable for the aliens that were on the baseball vacation. Like, I'm just saying that that extra stuff that you're worried about, that extra, oh, you know, this. Yeah. Species, what are they going to eat? What are they going to eat? This species needs a torch to cauterize their wound after they mm-hmm. pee every time. Yeah. Like, it's like, well, they, they're put in a torch is what I'm saying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This one just, sleeps in water. So we got to have like eight hotel beds with fucking water. Right, exactly. Yeah. And and All you right. know, John, you've run comedy shows before. If you showed up at the bar and they said, hey, you need a, uh, a screen that has closed captioning of everything the comedians say, you'd be like, okay. And you'd fucking Google it. You'd hire the company and you'd put in the screen so you could do the comedy show, you know? Like, we make concessions so we can continue to operate. You know, I don't think... I don't think having to put in a bathroom for a new species is gonna. Uh, so you're saying there's a great spirit of compromise and capitalism and go and sort of a, a, a go getter sort of mindset in the Star Wars universe, where they're more accommodating to everyone's. In shooting. particular, when it comes to intermingling with other species, that is exactly what I'm saying. All right. Well, glad we got to the bottom of that. <laughs> we're going to take a break when we come back for our final segment of this episode uh tommy's going to talk about stand-up comedy why he loves it and how he processes <laughs> his, his his dreams into bits you mean the craft <laughs> oh stay tuned for more craft talk after this <laughs> Welcome back to the After Later Podcast. I'm John Wessling. He's Tommy Drake. You are one of the 47 coolest people ever to live on the planet Earth. Um, Tom. Johnny. We ain't got time to fuck around, okay? <coughs> I uh, understand. The the wife just finished uh, an amazing uh, Greek dinner that I got to I gotta get to here, Bart. Nice. We got we to gotta, we gotta deliver for the people, okay? So uh, we're going to go through, unless you really did, did you want to talk about the craft? Was there... No, moment of inspiration a comedy you wanted to uh no i don't want to talk about that. no you're good yeah all right the door's always open thanks john uh but let's talk about some of our ridiculousness uh a yeah. big story in uh uh space travel god damn it, i love these stories uh india their moon rover uh finds key elements on the south pole of the lunar surface their moon rover, uh, the or the mission, uh, the Chandrayaan three mission, uh, they've gone to the pole, right? So they're at the the South Pole, which I think is pretty clever. I think right. that's a 
it's a great place to, uh, uh, you know, like you said, whoever gets there first and builds the thing out. Right. Right. Is it going to be India? Are India going to have the South Pole of, of, of the moon? Well, they found uh, a lot of amazing stuff there, which we knew was going to be the case, right? You get to the moon and you use the moon to build, to build the base, right? They got plenty of oxygen uh, just on, on the ground. There's enough oxygen for a billion people for a thousand years. Right. That's just picking up shit off the ground. Right. Uh, uh, sulfur which is a big one that's used for for fuel so they said they found sulfur so uh for all my friends in the oil field in texas uh the moon smells like money mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's what i always say when you drive through uh texas and you get near sulfur, an yeah. oil well and that sulfur just smells like ten thousand pigs farted in your mouth yeah. like, mm, that's horrible no no that smells yeah. like money that's what money smells somebody like. just got an f-350 baby that's, yeah. that's someone's going to someone's going to college station every weekend on that money uh, they found aluminum, calcium, iron, chromium, titanium, silicon, and uh, oxygen. Uh, but they have not, or at least they have not reported yet, that they have found water ice. That's the that's the that's the bingo bango bongo moment right there. You find water ice on the moon, you just basically start 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 digging a slab, baby, because that's where your house is. If I were going, if I were going to hide a time capsule. That I wanted to outlive yeah, the, great, the human race. And I wanted an intelligent beings to know where to look first if they ever found our planet for this time capsule. I would put it under one of the poles on the moon. So Slick. I believe if any advanced races on Earth in the past uh, developed beyond us technologically, they would have left something on one or under one or both of the poles on our moon and that would have been here's pretty why. easy to to leave the message with with uh what do you what are they called uh petroglyphs yes you could have yeah. had on the you moon. know yeah. the, the 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 circles that are the size of the earth and the moon and then an arrow pointing at the bottom of the moon one like that exactly. put that enough places someone's going to eventually look there yeah and and here's uh and here's why uh there was a popular thing, a meme going around the internet or whatever, one of these science things. You might have sent me a link to it, but it's it's what's going to be left of the human race. Like, if the meteor hits tomorrow, what mm-hmm. survives, right? What's left in 100 years? What's left in 1,000 years? What's left in a million years, right? Well, a, a million years from now, everything that we built is is gone, right? Everything that hasn't been intentionally preserved or accidentally preserved really well is gone. A million years from now, all evidence of us is gone. But you know what would still be uh, remain a million years from now is Neil Armstrong's footprint on the moon would still be there because that atmosphere is, there's no atmosphere, so that's not going to change, right? So if you left something, that's where I would hide something, on the moon or under one of the poles on our own planet is where I would hide something for future beans to show up but if you hide it on the planet there's a chance that it could get destroyed with the planet and with the human race right that does make sense that would be a high likelihood of survivability if you leave it on the on the moon but but let's say uh, if a big enough uh, meteorite or comet whatever giant smashes into earth if it, it smashes it moon, yeah well you know, never mind that it fucks up the moon but let's say you smash the earth into uh, millions and millions of pieces a lot of those pieces, i.e., uh, uh, water, 
right gases all the elements yeah are going to get slurped up on the moon so you could wind up with uh an atmosphere water all the things that would change all the chunks of the earth that wound up on the moon getting sucked yeah. up in the gravity and the wobble and who moon, knows where it goes while the moon has been in orbit the earth has been smacked twice really hard that we know of so the moon Shit, has, the moon is a product of the earth getting smacked yeah the moon has been rained down on it was 60 like 62 million years yeah. ago and like 200 million years ago both of those were sure of like these meteor strikes that would have riddled the moon with box. earth debris like which is super interesting right right but it's still it's still is such a long time ago that if any of that earth debris was organic, it would be gone and undetectable at this point. Or it's trapped in um, stratigraphic layers of rock. That would be great, you know. And it's like mean, there could be like yeah. coal humates, things like that. Yeah. From big chunks of but yeah, I'd you know. So when I hear that story, India Rover goes over one of the poles, I'm going, Yes, this is where I would be looking for the ancient time capsule from the previous humans that we don't have any record of They're the reptilians that, you know the the freaking noah's ark story the gilgamesh mm -hmm. story the story that every culture seems to weirdly have yeah like oh the planet's uh it's a catastrophe we need to get all the species off the planet i think that story is about uh, about there being a bank of dna on the moon somewhere Think it's going to be like some big ass obelisk poking out of the uh, the South Pole, waiting I, for them to come over the horizon to see it. Either ancient beings on our planet or ancient beings that visited our planet have put the DNA of most of the creatures of Earth hidden hidden it somewhere on the moon for safety. Like a fucking seed bank. Yes, that's what I believe. Well, that's a cool idea. That is, if you believe the moon is even real, you fucking okay. sheep. <laughs> oh well what if it's just a starship that was flown here and the whole thing's hollow like a like a big wasp nest well that's still a real thing if it's a ancient hollow wasp so it could be both like so it is a starship like a death star that was moved here by the third pre in the third previous so right. even the last humanoid or whatever that, that evolved and left here the moon was already an old fucking thing. Oh, that would be, that, uh, I like it. I like it when you can combine two crazy theories to make it you know, like a big super ball of crazy well, shit. Here's here's an interesting idea, too. Like if ancient, if we uh, continue as a society for, say, another yeah. 50,000 years, which is possible, right? We will be advanced enough that we will probably have humans living in colonies on mars we'll probably have uh colonies on other celestial bodies we will probably have a lot of structures on the moon and people living on the moon not only that if we live that long as a society we're going to build satellite structures we're going to build stuff in our own orbit hotels casinos way stations warehouses mm -hmm. that people will visit absolutely if moon tourism if we get advanced enough, we might consider building or rebuilding the moon or building another moon to go around our own planet, right? Like, What, what about if, a moon for the moon? Exactly. 
right? A moon for the moon. That's a cool idea. So following that logic in reverse, if there was an advanced society 200 million years ago on planet Earth, before that first mm -hmm. meteor hit, that existed for 100,000 years. As an advanced society, they would be so far beyond us that they might have been building structures in orbit and they might have built the moon. Nice. The reptilians, dude. The, I mean, you keep seeing the reptilian aliens. They're the ones that were here first. That was the uh, that was the sentient one that evolved out of the, the dinosaur age. And with all the bones and shit we see are just like the animals that were around it now. Right? It was just they they left and they, they fucking took off. Like I could literally see the last of the reptilians in their spaceships taking off and launching as the giant meteor that came in and killed all the dinosaurs. Yeah, killed yep. all the dinosaurs because the fucking reptilians hauled ass. Yeah, they saw it coming, knew it was coming for a thousand years. <coughs> right now they float off into wherever they go in, in the panspermia. Oh, I love it when we get to bring up panspermia. That's <laughs> oh, the best. Yeah, no, they double back to fuck with us because they forgot something or they needed they needed they need the planet back or whatever it is. Yeah. Well, the moon, yeah, I mean, you know, for me, the moon is upsetting. Like the more I think about the moon, the more it bothers me. <laughs> it's upsetting. It's upsetting, John. It's a troublesome presence. Always you know, waxing orbit, and waning. The orbit moves moves away from the planet Earth by about uh, one and a half inches each year. That's two dicks. Steadily, every year. Steadily. <laughs> Every year at the same speed, it's moving away. Re reverse that. It means in the past, it was closer. much closer. Much closer, yeah. But it also means that it couldn't have been here as long as Earth has been here. That's true. If it would if you keep going exists. closer and closer, then the revolutions are faster and faster. Exactly. Right? So the Earth existed... Yeah free of the moon for a while and then existed with the moon after something happened that brought the moon or created right and huh. the, the conventional thinking is the smack of the giant thing about the size of mars smacks into earth and then it, everything reforms into the earth and the moon which is the earth first forms and then it has rings and then the rings around the earth turn into the moon I saw that, like they call it the big splash, right? The yeah. uh, the the all the I saw the computer models of the of what it would look like to form the two bodies and how it could have happened real fast. Yeah, like oh, yeah. over, like literally in less than a year, you would have had the two the two entities formed. Right. Yeah. And that's crazy, and I, I mean that's if it's what you in fact believe. You fucking sheep. There are also old <laughs> folk tales around the planet about pre moon. You know. Before oh yeah, the old days pre moon. Yeah, surfing sucked. Yeah. There was no surf on Earth. Maybe that dude. Going back to why the, you you say the aliens like just watch us play baseball. Oh yeah. Maybe before that they just came came here to watch us surf. Back in the, so they gave us this big badass moon and said, "Watch what this thing fucking does." Whip, oh, whip, whip, right. whip, and they're like, "Oh shit." And the little monkey people got on the surfboards. That would have been like, an interesting oh, experiment that the aliens. They're really good at surfing. Like, you know what? Let's help them evolve. If we put in a moon, do you think that they would invent skateboards? That would be the question. <laughs> Say it louder. I can hear we, you. If we put in a moon, would they invent skateboards? That's the. Oh, yeah. Right? Would they, does a moon eventually lead to skateboards is the question, right? Because the moon led to the waves, which led to surfing, which led to skateboards. 
I agree. I, I think I think about this. If uh, we did move to the moon, if we had settlements, and yeah. life Which is, on, it, it's inevitable. It's it's coming. inevitable. That, one of the first things that will be created will be a, a sport. Oh that yeah, can, that that thrives on the moon, like a racquetball, and that lower G would be fucking crazy. Sure, yeah, I think most of our sports sort of adjusted for low G would be super interesting, dude. Yeah. I mean, volleyball on the moon, yeah, yeah, would be fucking jumping out the gym. Yeah, <laughs> it would be crazy. All right, I got another story for you here, buddy. As okay, we... I'm sorry we got sidetracked. No, that's what we're supposed to do. That's what I'm supposed to do. That's why, that's why I threw the track down. Okay, right? cool. Uh, researchers suggest that dog brains are getting bigger thanks to evolution. That the normal domesticated dog, uh, uh, they they tested uh, 850 dogs, 159 different breeds, and that the average brain size of the Normal domesticated dog is 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 finally now reapproaching what it was from the wolf that they oh, wow. had uh, evolved from. So essentially, is you, you domesticated the wolf, crossbreedings and whatnot to uh, you know pull out certain traits to make dog breeds. Right. They have lower brain capacities, but now in a reverse, now they can become their own thing, and dogs are getting bigger brains. Uh, researchers say that more likely their hypothesis is that it's due to a more complex social environment for modern dogs. Okay. And how the stimulus of the modern dog life is so much greater and enriched than dogs had ever fucking lived on earth before. Right. It is, and <clears throat> it is a chicken or egg environment or, or still a chicken or egg argument. I mean, mm -hmm. about the, the development about whether or not human brains developed as we got more communicative and more social or we got more communicative and more social because our brains developed right. our dog parks are more domesticated dogs and dog parks are they more of a thing now because the dog's brains have gotten bigger you know that can go either way which what's the cause and what's the effect yeah i, I here's how i saw it uh because I see what you're saying. Like, it's not saying like directly that dog parks or, you know, uh, brew pubs that are cool with you bringing your dog or what's making right. dog brains evolve faster. I think it's more just the overall jump from like fucking feral dogs who live in the woods and scrounge for trash and have to actually worry about their survival. Right. Right. That now they have such a rich life of being domesticated that you're not facing danger at all times. You're not in alert brain. So just having that, that stress of comfort and safety and security is letting their brain rewrite itself. Right. Like, like you ever see a dog that's just super happy to meet new people. Oh yeah. And just love you pet me. Fuck. Yes. Yeah. There's they're nothing almost natural about that. There's yeah. There's nothing natural about that. What that is, is uh overriding sense of security where this dog no longer feels threatened for his very survival. They're not suspicious of new people. I would think uh, that would make the brain smaller. Uh, it, because I guess it goes the other way. It's like it overstimulates. It lets them think about things. It lets them examine things, you know? And I think as a lot of times my dog seems so fucking happy about it. 
Like you see a dog that just loves being, you know, oh, there's a whole bunch of people here and they're all going to pet me and they love me because I'm a dog and this is a cool guy. Hey, there's another dog and they want to let's play. Let me smell your butt. You smell my heart. It's like they're in euphoria in a environment that used to be panic. This is they avoided crowds. They avoided other dogs. Imagine, John, and we're I'm not changing the subject. Okay. (laughs) Imagine you're an outside observer. And I hate outside. <laughs> outside of our planet observer. And you came down to Earth. You heard about the baseball, but you wanted to check about check out some other stuff. Mm-hmm. So you get on a cruise ship for one night and <laughs> you go to the dining room and you have dinner with people. And then you go to the casino and you watch people gamble. And then you go to the theater and you watch John Wesley do a comedy show, right? And that's your that's your experience, right? Of all the beings that you encountered, right? Uh, as an outsider, right? You would probably think being John is a pretty cool. If you're going to be on Earth, being John's pretty cool. He got to do that show, right? You're probably going to think if you're going to be on Earth, uh, being a chicken isn't that great because that's what they were serving in the dining room, right? <laughs> so generally, if you're talking about life on Earth and the animals. You know, and, and just viewing them from an outside source. Uh, our lives are pretty good. But imagine from an outside source that that didn't really care about our intelligence level, that was just looking at life on planet Earth as an animal. Which animal would look like it is the king of the Earth from, the, from an outsider's perspective? My answer dogs. is house pets. Yeah, dogs, yeah, dogs and, and cats. Cats look from an outside observer's standpoint they look like they are the kings and queens of the planet and the rest of the planet exists to serve them and if you look at our social medias you'd think that we worship them like deities posting pictures of them drawing pictures of them glowing poems of their excellence and radiance you know what's what what are the big things that exist from ancient egypt is a bunch of pictures of cats a bunch yeah yeah and dogs Yep, and dogs. Yeah. So it's very interesting. So maybe we are mid-evolution, and maybe the dogs and cats on the planet are at the peak of evolution as far as this planet goes. Maybe our dream future is to be in a house pet situation as a species. Would you take that gig? I would you take it? John, I get on cruise ships where they take care of my feeding and they take care of my kennel and they tell me when to go and where to go. And Mm -hmm. I love that life. (laughs) How much different is that than being a, I mean, this, that's the gig, right? That's the gig. Being a house pet. Who has it better? Yeah. Let's say earth. Is there an animal that has a better run than like, say, middle-class house dog no one has it better honestly beloved right just absolutely adored catered to all your needs are met all your needs are all of them all of them and you're revered for it not not tolerated like you know plenty of cases where you know shitty pet owners but it's what's on them no one ever says well it's just a shitty dog (laughs) no it's a shitty fucking pet owner the dog would be great if he raised in the right house yeah, I okay. So I'm thinking, let's say Tom, remember when we did the the gig 
uh, during COVID up in um, uh, Arkansas, oh, at the yeah. Grove. Oh, yeah. Right. Amazing experience. I remember the drive up and the drive back were just as fascinating as the gig itself because it was in the height of the lockdown and the roads were empty. It It was was, post-apocalyptic. It was it was creepy. It was trippy. That was a that was a red letter day of experience. And let's say we're driving after the apocalypse. Bucky's becomes even more important. Oh, there it does. Um, Let's imagine as we were driving back through rural Arkansas. Oh, a yeah. site of many alien uh, adventures. Many. Let's say we're back road, you and me in the car. Here comes the beam of light, shuts down everything. It's like the tractor beam. We're in a fucking, tr- uh, we're out in a field, right. fucking frozen, right. laser lights in our face. And out come, you know, 20 foot tall, massive fucking creatures. And they say that, like, come on, here's, we've been observing. Let's go. Uh, you guys got to hop in. And uh, we, you know, we were taken care of uh, comforts like you couldn't imagine. Pleasures beyond imagination. Yes. Uh, uh, we're going to show you the sights of the universe, the galaxies, show you off. To see you. No, no human will ever have seen as much as you will see. Uh, but you have zero control agency freedom. You are just basically our lap puppies <laughs> to do it as we wish. And uh, are you in or are you out? I got to go in. I think I'm in. I got to I... go in. I think I'm in. I think that's that's the dream life, right? It's just have your needs met and just exist because you're adorable and have people adore you. You know, who Ugh. who isn't happy to see, to see a dog or a cat when they've, you know, when they're greeted by one, you know? Think just, about it. it. That is a, that, that's like a red flag indicator that someone is to not be trusted. Someone who's oh, shitty yeah. to pets. Think about that. That's how ingrained that is. Correct. A bad caretaker of lesser animals, really. Yeah. Well, right? yeah, you know, and maybe that's why their brains are getting bigger is because they are they are judging character. I think they've got time to think. They've they've got they're not afraid. They're not. Like, you see, look how fast they go back. They they revert, right? Like it's like that's that's like the worst thing that can happen to a dog is to all of a sudden become homeless and have to go back to the streets and go back to the woods or whatever. I do get and, upset at articles like that the way they're worded, though. Right? Is the brains are getting bigger, but are they functioning better? You know, like just because the brain has a bigger volume, does it mean that the, that the dog is somehow smarter? Well, it's going to be tougher. Yeah, I get what's measurable, right? Right. You know, what are you going to have the dog do a fucking do the LSAT? Twenty <laughs> percent improvement in this dog's. Uh, what's the test they give guys at the uh, NFL draft? The, oh, right. Yeah. That fucking test called. I don't remember. I'm getting the, hungry. The but, NFL Combine. Yeah, the yeah. Uh, yeah. At least one of our 47 listeners is yelling the answer right now. The other 46 don't know it either. They're like, "What's the Combine? Like the corn thing?" <laughs> no, it's not. I, I saw another couple stories here that I think are intriguing. And let's go through. Uh, uh, here's one I feel like is going to be on Rogan pretty damn quickly. Okay. All right, this I, I'm going to predict that this will be their next new thing in okay. the eat only elk, take only frozen baths. Right, sure. Right, the eat testosterone gummies. Yeah. You know, that crew. Right. Here's going to be the next thing. Uh, a technique to control dreams has been verified for the first time. Okay. 
cool. Now, look, it's a complicated scientific story. I'm going to boil it down. Basically, if you haven't heard it before, it's called lucid dreaming. Have you ever had a lucid dream where you knew you were in a dream and you could control it? Yeah, I have. Regularly or like occasionally and it gets weird? Occasionally. <laughs> well, what do you do? Whenever you're in a dream and you realize it's a dream and you can control it. I've, I've flown in dreams before. I've jumped off of buildings done weird superhero stuff because i know it's a dream see i think that's the that's the first thing anyone does when they realize they're in a dream and can do whatever is that they try to just take off like superman right like i mean you just put the arm up and and if if you float you are clearly in a dream if you're not you're having a psychotic episode at the bank right right um our 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 existence is our personal perception of our existence so your dreams are, are as real as anything else that you're perceiving while you're perceiving them. I'm glad you say that. Some people say that uh, dreams are just essentially the, the remnants, the scrap paper of your experiences and your uh, input throughout the day, right? You know I mean? The clippings on the outside of your periphery. Right. Right. So you that's why they say you can't create a new face in a dream because it only uses, your brain can only use faces that's already seen before. So if you see a face clearly in a dream, it's clearly a face you've seen before. You can't manufacture one, which I don't know. That doesn't sound right. It's not like some bullshit. You know, you can dream whatever. You know what I mean? My brain can make a fucking pastiche, a fucking, uh, you know what I mean? A, a collage of weird <laughs> shit. But let me get this out real quick. Uh, yeah. the, the lucid dreaming um, uh, technique, uh, for those of you who want to look it up, it's a combination of reality testing and MILD. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher it, so just look it up for yourself. It's an acronym for it's the word mild, right? So it's uh, reality testing. If I remember uh, correctly, when I read this article, it is a, a, a technique of essentially like wearing yourself all the way out and and not and trying to gradually going to sleep and always is this real or not? Is this real or not? Like you're always right, kind of right. you're drilling, you're checking, you're double checking. Oh, this is and you sort of wander into it, and right. it's that combined with the mnemonic one, which is um, uh, long. Oh, I'm gonna butcher this. I know I'm gonna butcher this, but telling yourself last night I didn't, I didn't uh, active dream, but tomorrow night I will. So you just keep convincing yourself that you can do it. It's like you powerfully tell yourself as you go to sleep tonight. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wake up in my dream. I'm gonna drive around a car. I'm gonna drive in a car tonight in my dream, and you try to like you basically try to tell yourself to do it. So the combination of the wearing yourself out, they had a 53% success rate. Okay, and people in the study being able to pull it off. But how? I think they're gonna find some way to train people to have lucid dreams and the people are going to claim that, 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 that they can do it. I think a lot of people are going to lie and say that they did it. Cause it's easy thing to bullshit and say, there's no, sure. there's no right. ring there's camera no, in no your actual fucking brain. Right. It. Right. Right. But I would, if it was possible, Tom, if it was, as, I went through all that to explain that it's not a thing that's easily done. You're not going to have a calm night's sleep right. and fucking make yourself. You can't just say like a haiku Hit a hit a you know frequency on a bell and go off and you're you're in in magic new new land, but if you could do it as simple as putting a like eating a fucking gummy before bed. All right, I'm gonna go race cars in my fucking dreams tonight. Would you do it? And how often would you do it? Uh, I would do it every night. Yeah, yeah, I would I would do it every night. Yeah, I think because I go to bed anyway, and if I, you know, depending on where I am, I'm either on a computer or watching a TV, 
and trying to have that escape and a lucid dream is way more interesting than a freaking tv show you know right because you're the star of it you're in the middle of it and isn't that like isn't that what tech is sort of striving for is to put you really in a is. lucid dream situation it's the ultimate VR. It's the, yeah, you can't get a better first person than mimicking your own experience. Yeah. You know, and that's really, you know, and to put yourself in it, not just in an environment like that, but in an environment like that, where you have a godlike advantage. Mm -hmm. so. I remember that I've had two separate times where I've had lucid dreams and both went well and then ended abruptly because I got scared for a reason. So let me tell you the two stories. Uh, the first one, it was, well, it was like, uh, remember, uh, Deadwood, remember the show Deadwood? Yeah, sure. It was in a wild west setting. So I was like at some saloon, whatever it was, some small Western town. So everything was sepia tone, you sure. know, and I was in some room and shooting br broke out. Okay. And I, and I think it's because the show Westworld was on at the time was why I had the dream that worked like this, but, um, there gunfire rang out and normally anytime that kind of shit happens in a, in a dream, all of a sudden I'm running and then the dream melts into something else or you wake up startled. Sure. But this one, it was like, ah, the whole thing happened. And then it was like a weird, everyone just standing around looking at each other and like people that were other people that were in the other characters in the dream just sort of like got up and left. Like it was the end of a set, like the end of a scene, like, you know what I mean? Like they were just like, all right, well that. So you stayed in the dream too long. So all of a sudden I was in, yeah, I was in the dream too long. Everyone else left the dream and I'm in this, this fucking cowboy room by myself. And that's when it snapped. Like I'm in a dream. I'm, this is, I totally had, I, I'm asleep. I'm in a hotel room. I know exactly where I am. I'm, this is a dream. Oh, cool. I'm in here. I can do anything. And I remember I like grabbed the comforter and went, ah, look at that. You're like off the bed. It was like, a, it was like a, it was like a bedroom I was in. And, uh, and then I, was like, I bet I could fly. Uh -huh. And I like that. And I'm flying. I'm like I'm flying around this room, like yeah. up against the wall, and like pushing like in a, like in a pool. And I was like, I gotta get outside. I gotta go fly up. So I I kind of you know work my way out to where I can get outside. And I make a, like a big Superman jump up into the air. And I remember it was like golden hour. It was all pretty. And I'm having the feeling of flight, not just floating, but like powered flight. I'm going quickly where I want to go, not just yeah like a balloon. And then what hit me was a sense of dread of why am i not waking up ah oh, right there's something wrong with me in my other life right i'm thinking uh, is this dying am i dead is right. this obviously sudden, I've, I've i've too late into this dream something must be yeah uh, so, there's something i uh, and that was enough that i just like <laughs> sucked me right back in there i sat up in bed like ah, 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 ah. oh shit i went from the and the same thing happened Another time, and it was totally a sex dream. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. That's weird. It was, I'm in a sex dream. I'm sexing. This is great. I bet <laughs> I could fly while sexing. <laughs> and I, I, I flew while sexing and then had the same, oh, shit. Am I dead? God damn it. I'm dead and I'm in a fuck dream. <laughs> but I don't, I think I would, I don't think I would do it on purpose every night. I think that would be exhausting. Yeah. I feel like it would be like a weekend treat, sort of like a, but, like drinks. Like, no, you know say, what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna Netflix that, and fucking party in my head. But say that you have you have control over it. You know you can do it. You know that you can. 
eat this gummy and have four hours of lucid dreaming where you're essentially in in the real world but you have sort of the the godlike control over the mm-hmm. world how much do you display or abuse your powers when you're in that situation i mean what's your day that's not the real question like? we... that's not the real question tom oh, what is the real question i thought that was the real question how long until you do the unspeakable things <laughs> well because it's not a question of you know if you're if you every night you go to sleep you have eight hours of unobserved unrestricted reality right the zero like consequence by others how long until you're doing the most horrible unspeakable shit just as a simulation in your fucking head i don't know if i am though i don't well at some point you're gonna I'm do not something saying, and i'm at not some saying it's because something. i'm a good person i think for right. entertainment purposes i could go anywhere you yeah. know i just don't think my life is that drastically different in the dream world where I know I'm dreaming. Like maybe the weather's a little better, you know, maybe like little details, you know, but I think I'd still be, Oh, I got upgraded to first class and I'm doing a show yeah. tonight. Oh, this All is right. a nice day. So you're saying your life is, your life is but a dream. That your life is so exactly dreamlike. That my life is but a dream. All you could, what, what could you possibly do that would be better than your real life? Maybe I would have better accommodation. Really, you don't want to just be a fucking Godzilla and stomp Tokyo flat? Because <laughs> you could. I don't know. See, I don't know if I would just turn myself into a giant to crush a city. You want to be a Jedi and cut everybody in half with a laser sword? Go for it. Uh, I don't think I want to do that either. But how many nights of sleep and doing shit until you finally oh, would, take that well, side would quest? You, would you go this way? Would you just be like, oh, put my I... dick everywhere? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Fucking... Oh, that's not where you're. I'm sorry. I apologize. No, yeah. like you go, you go. I didn't mean to cut you off. But would you go like? Would you go like? Want to turn over a casino? Like, you know? Oh, I'd have plenty of Ocean's Eleven heist dreams. Right, but I don't I'd, even. Yeah. I don't even think robbing them. I just think like being advanced enough that you could just win the poker tournament. You know. Like, oh yeah, I'd, I'd do a casino royale dream. I'd yeah. load it up. Let's do it. High roller, right. whale in from Beijing. I'll be him. <laughs> yeah, dude. Think about it. Every every like every like as very possible as many stories as there are in books. You could you could just decide. I wonder how much John. if you could control what it's going to be. What if it was a random load? Or you just get blurped in. Yeah, that would be interesting. Like quantum leap. I, here's what I think I would do. Like, I think if I knew I had that control, that would be my, you know, my minor league baseball dream. I would just, I would just put myself on a traveling team again. And, and just if I, if I have control of my dream, I would do that every night when I'm sleeping. And, but I would make it, I wouldn't be the god of it, you know, I'd make mm-hmm. it realistic where I'm actually I'm actually still only hitting 210. You know? Well, I think whatever that answer is is probably what your personal heaven would be. Maybe. Right? So, I don't know, it's interesting. Right. I, I, it's not whether I think, oh, you know, what would the balance of white hat, black hat be for you? I right. think at some point everyone would 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 dip their toe into doing something hard i think it's an age thing too though like i think when i was 18 it would have been all debauchery immediately you Mm -hmm. know but i don't think at my age now i think it's more uh, i just want to pitch a 
fucking. There'd be a little debauchery though, right? At some point, just because you could well, have if, that dream where you are twenty. On the, if I did a good job on the mound that day, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. It's a good. It's an. It's a cool thought. I, I, I wonder if it would be a net positive or a, or a net uh, negative for us if we had the the power to live vivid dreams. It's a cool thought. It's a sci-fi waiting to happen. Yeah, and, and this is where someone tells us that yeah, they already made that movie. Well, yeah, and it's it has been the story's been written, but also there's the real world like sort of aspect of I think we're going to live long enough that we'll have this option recreationally, you know, and maybe not a hundred percent godlike control, but maybe a you know you put this VR thing on and it and yeah, you're playing a whole minor league season, you know, as a mm-hmm. as a young baseball player. You can exercise, you can work out, you can live, you know, live that life virtually, you know. Yeah, I th- imagine, I think, yeah. I think that's in our lifetime, John. I think you will get that as a gift for one of your kids. It'll be like a, a designer drugs, right? It'll be a mix of uh, a DMT because DMT fucks with people's time perceptions. Right. So people have a 15 minute DMT plunge and weeks will go by in their own head. Well, we're talking about the dream world that happens. Time dilation happens in the dream world too, right? Yeah. Imagine a- if you could time dilate in that direction to where, like you just said, let's say, let's say you're a college baseball prospect. Yeah. And you could load up a program where one good night's sleep, you're going to get three months of intense training by Cal Ripken Jr. I think, <laughs> or whatever, I, you know what I mean? I think you'd be a better player if you play. Yeah, you wake up the next day and you've got all those mental reps. Every single night with time dilation, you would have that many more at bats. You would see that many more looks, you know? You'd throw that many more pitches. Okay. All right. We're 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 out of time. Let's pick this up again next time. Okay. I think that's, uh, I think there's a lot there. And, and how long until they decided that that was uh, illegal, like, or uh, at least against the rules of sport? Uh, yeah, I don't, I, you know, that's a, that's a good question, right? Like they have like for like high school football, they have certain amount of days, certain amount of hours. They're allowed to practice and get together for things to be fair. Right. Let's say this local high school had a program, VR, a little bit of DMT, a little bit of electrolytes sit in the box. Boom. You just had. 15 years of football training in an afternoon. Yeah. Right. How long until that kind of shit is possible and then subsequently illegal. Yeah. I think that it'll be possible and uh, for a few years before it's illegal and that'll be an interesting time. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, the good old days. Yeah. The good old days. The sweet spot when something's possible before it's illegal. You know, they did the, I'm sure you've seen it or you've seen it advertised the show about Johnny Manziel, you know, the, the sort of exposure and he was kind of one of these guys that he was just from a very young age a very football focused all football guy where was i going i don't remember I don't know. Exactly. You're going. To, you went to Johnny Football. After all that, you you got to Johnny Football. No, I, I remember it was it was important because it was, well, like because of his his, his the whole drive of his existence was nothing but football and partying, and pussy, right, and, and partying. Like but it was all right. it was all wrapped around this one thing. Yeah, yeah. But he kind of lived that that dream life, but it turned uh, horrible for him. You got to know when to wake up. He, when he was 18, 19, and 20 years old, Johnny Football was living a lucid dream. 
right? And yeah. he was basically got to be exactly what he wanted to be if he was God. <laughs> and it all fell apart. So he's a good example. There are people who have lived lives, and there's a good example. Tiger Woods is a good example. That is, you know, he was a lucid dream. He was a lucid dream pro golfer. That is what a lot of dudes that we know would do if they had lucid dreams. Yeah. Like, Back on the PGA tour, playing yeah. the US Open tonight, you know. That's that, would, how, that was his life. And what happened? Everybody that's kind of had the lucid dream life on the surface ended up falling apart at some point, right? So I think we would. I think you'd fall apart in your dream world. Morality always strikes back, doesn't it, Tom? Can't just have godlike powers and excel without limitation, without it all falling apart and everyone having a big you know, oh, bad guy, bad guy loses again. Can't let the hedonist have a fucking fairy tale. Right. No, no. Yeah. You know, remember thou art mortal. Right. <laughs> you know, oh, you want to be a god of the PGA? <laughs> Let me introduce you to your Achilles heel. The Waffle House waitress. <laughs> Guaranteed to ruin your life. You know, are are we just like NPCs in Jeff Bezos' lucid dream? You know, or oh, absolutely, like that, right, dude. We didn't get to it, but next time we talk, we're going to talk about that about okay. uh, reality and perceptions and timelines and is there? Do we all live in the same dimension, or does each person live in their own unique dimension? <laughs> Are there 7 billion dimensions of reality existing at the current time on Earth? This and more when we return for the next After Later. This is our show today. Thank you so much for listening. I'm John Wessling. He's Tommy Drake. Tommy, anything you want to say in, in, uh, in passing? Uh, no, I'm glad we got to talk. It really was good, dude. I enjoyed this. This was good times. I, I wish we could have talked more about our craft and stand-up <laughs> comics. I feel like there's a if you have any questions uh about our craft and how we can help you achieve your goals as a lucid dreaming stand-up comic uh send to after later podcast at gmail.com i haven't set that up yet but i'm gonna have faith that by the time this gets heard uh it will exist and no one will send emails to it i look forward for a new avenue of boner pills getting into my inbox Sound about right? Yeah. Sound about right. All right. Till next time, 420 Wiener Balls, Boo Boo Lit Fam. <laughs>